surprisingly hard to get a goat back upstairs. Yeah, yeah, especially uh, when it when you. It, oh, I don't have got nothing. <laughs> I was trying to think of something, but I got nothing. Um, well, there's that, and that note, like cows can't walk downstairs because they have. You can walk them upstairs, but they can't walk yeah. down because their knees don't go forward. And but goats aren't like that, are they? Goats are, no. aren't they? Goats quite good with with. Are they like all terrain animals. Yes, all-terrain animal, <laughs> ATA, <laughs> ATG. All-terrain goats, yeah. Well, you yeah. know, <laughs> why not? It's a thing. It's a thing. And, while, <laughs> and while we're talking about all-terrain goats, uh, welcome to the Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Battle Show podcast. My name is Gabor. G'day, g'day. I'm Alex, and um, yeah, hope you're doing well wherever, wherever you are in the world. <clears throat> yeah. Episode 99. <whistles> we need to get a life. <laughs> you guys need to get alive. <laughs> okay. If if there's anyone out there who's listened to all 99 episodes, mm. send us a message and uh, I don't know, we'll have to reward that somehow. I don't know how, but... <laughs> Gabor, will, Gabor will bake you some cookies. We'll some bake special you some cookies. Ni- 99 cookies. Um, no, well, if you have, then thank you so much for listening to all 99 of these silly episodes. Um uh, and yeah, also, yeah, I should absolutely. mention this before, um, and it's actually, there's more and more people sending stuff in now. I'm just never prepared when we start this video. Um, but um, uh, wherever you are in the world, whatever it is you're doing, why not uh, take a photo of uh, what it, whatever it is you're looking at while you are um, listening to this and uh, take a photo of it, send it to us either via email um, Super fun, awesome, happy time at gmail.com or go to our um, social medias and uh, send us a picture and um, let us know because it's always interesting to see where in the world people are and what they do uh, while they listen to our silliness. And while you now um, chat to the good people out there, I will go and have a look at people that sent us stuff because I completely forgot about it. And... <laughs> um, uh, because I'm I'm useless with that sort of stuff. So, Alex, uh, while I do that, what's new with you? Uh, I've been rebuilding my studio. So, yeah. uh, sometime last year, we had this incident, and I'm going to call it an in- incident. incident. So basically, <laughs> the incident. We um, shall not so, speak of the incident. Yeah, sort of spooky fingers. Um, so the studio where we do our videos, this is under my house. It was a two-car two garage or a car hole, as you would call it. Car hole, yeah. Uh, Don't be too mm, fancy. Yeah. la di da <laughs> And um, so it's – and our house is on – the block of the house is on is quite steep. So the front of the house is really tall. It's like almost four stories or something all the way to the top. And then the back is just like a two stories maybe because it's Cause an A-frame like house. You're like the steepest hill in the universe. Mm. It's basically yeah, it's the Himalayas, basically. It's handy to keep, to keep thieves away because crackheads can't walk up hills. Ah, and, is um, it because of their knees like cows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crackheads are... <laughs> there's, a title, there's a title for the episode. <laughs> crackheads are like cows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. So, uh, oh yeah, so long story short, the... Um, Whoever owned the like house. Keep it long because I'm looking for stuff. <laughs> oh, sure. 
whoever owned the house before us did this renovation job that was super dodgy on the um, plumbing for the bathroom. So um, it's still there. We haven't fixed it because it's kind of working. I say working in parentheses, but um, the the copper pipes to the for the hot water system into the bathroom are held up by a shoestring, literally a shoestring, like a piece of string. Wow. And um, so that's that's awesome. And then whoever did the the drain, is it, if you don't know, there's a trap under most drains, which is like a, a U-bend, like a, more like an S-bend, I guess, on the side. And that's so, like, um, I don't know, like frogs and smells and all st- stuff can't come back up the drain. So there's a little water trap and whoever put the trap on underneath the shower drain didn't glue the pipe on and the pipe yeah. just fell off and so probably a couple of months worth of showers were just draining onto the dirt underneath the house so there's all this mud just accumulated up against the back wall of my studio which is a retaining wall inside and eventually it rotted out whole corner of my studio floor which is um timber frame that's not good and um I said lots of naughty words you learn on the school bus. And then um, I finally got around to, because of COVID stuff, I've been a bit out of work and had some quiet time. So I thought now would be a good time to rebuild the studio. Mm. I just have, haven't used It's sort of like a, maybe a square meter of rotted out wood. But um, yeah, I, I've been doing that. I've rebuilt the structure of the timber floor. And I'm I haven't seen it for a while. So is, paint. is it is it is it sort of coming along again? Is it like fl- almost floory again? Well, you you can walk on it. It doesn't look like okay. A floor cool, yet. cool, cool. Yeah, because uh, last time you were here, I'd just done all the demo, hey, demolition stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the it was the bottomless pit. Then there was like a it just yeah. was a there was just a you looked down and there were all grandfather clocks and and twirly things, you know, like spinny twirly things flying around in a void Alice in, Wonder- Alice in Wonderland style yeah yeah. there was a rabbit that was constantly late for stuff mushrooms and there was this cow going I can't go upstairs what am I going to do <laughs> <laughs> and this old terrain goat hopped past and said oh, I can screw you guys <laughs> I'm out <laughs> yeah goats are jerks yes yes yeah so I've um, <clears throat> been rebuilding that and um I think it's going to be better. I've I've beefed up all this, the um, because it does sit on top of a concrete slab, but the slab is angled because it was an old carport, so it's angled out to the front. So you can't uh, just use that as a floor because it's sloped. And um, well, you could so, it could could make things interesting when you set up a drum kit. <laughs> when we first moved in, I had an old office chair and I just sat on it for a minute when we were I don't know unpacking or whatever, and I slowly rolled towards the. <laughs> The back wall. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's not good. And um, um, drummers love that so, though when they, you know, yeah. when they sit on their thrones. That was air quotation marks. They thrones. Yeah, thrones. King, king drummers. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been building. I'm going to change all the colours inside a bit too. It's going to be like a dark grey colour. And oh, cool. more like more honey chocolatey type brown colour for the floorboards. Just like kind of clicked together so darker than what it was yeah yeah cool much darker no, that'll be good much darker. looking forward to it would it once it's yeah. done we should do another we should do the 2020 um studio tour of your studio because things have changed a bit mm. 
yeah, since the last studio tour. Because I want to do one um, here at my place too. So we'll do we'll do our studio tours again. Yeah. What, the twenty twenty studio tour. Twenty twenty one by the time we get to it. It's probably twenty twenty one by the time we get to it. Nah, mate. Nah, nah, nah. We'll 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 get it done. Yeah. We'll get it done, man. It'll be sweet as. Uh, all right. So I haven't. I've been looking. I've been trying. You know, I've been working working hard trying to find messages by people because we got a few messages, but I never know where because we get them in all different medias. Mm. Um, but uh, shout out to uh, actually for for multiple reasons. Shout out to Patrick Pine Pine P Y N E. How would you pronounce it? Pine. Pine. Yeah. Pine, Patrick Pine, um, oh, yeah. in Seattle. Uh, we had a couple of chats. He seems like a really cool dude, and and um, uh, a lot of interesting stories that that I got from him. That you know, um, uh, but he said to say hi. He sent a picture of um, his um, sort of studio thing. Uh, hang on, where is it? Um, listening to the podcast. Um, as you can see. The, I'm also rearranging my studio space. Yeah, okay. I think you were talking about your stu- rearranging your studio space then as well. Um, yeah, that's right. I'm not being anywhere near Alex level handyman, just moving stuff around. Um, uh, yeah, and there's lots of pedals and gear and stuff floating around everywhere. So hi, Patrick. Mm. And uh, yeah, we had some, a couple of, couple of interesting chats. He seems like a really nice dude and um, uh, interesting people that he... That he grew up with and knew in the in the Seattle area. So, um, and then also the usual suspects: Ram John and Hugh Roberts, uh, Matt Wakeling as well, Matt, uh, Rob Rhodes as well. Sent pictures in. So, all the usuals and a bunch of other people. And I'm sure there's others, but I can't. I don't know. I'm just. I'm never prepared enough. You know what we should do? Prepare. Prepare. Uh, but yes. we should also do, I think we should do, even though people are going to say, oh, you're just doing what everyone else does. But um, I think we should do maybe a monthly video uh, where we look through all the comments and messages and everything we get and even look at comments on the YouTube videos and just talk about them. I think a lot of people seem to be doing that and a lot of people seem to be watching that for whatever reason. So maybe we should, you know, jump in on the jump sweet, on. sweet cash that that jump. brings. Yeah, <laughs> jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> The bandwagon. That's, what, that's why we get paid the big buck. <laughs> the big buck. <laughs> the big cents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So maybe we'll do that as well. But yeah, hi to everyone. And sorry for if I haven't. I'll, I'll find your names and I will actually sit down and write them out. I actually started. Uh, I did a on my phone. You know the notes on your phone. Mm. I did a. I started one a little while ago, saying podcast mentions. And there's one guy on it, Matt Wakeling. So <laughs> he's the only guy yeah. I've written down so far. Because half the time, I mean, one of the things with 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 this as well is because of time difference. You know, we're in Australia. We're we're you know years ahead of everyone else. Um, no, we you know we're quite far far ahead. So quite often I get these messages at odd times, and then I go, oh yeah, I got to remember that, and then I don't remember, and then I don't remember where it came from, and um, yeah, but. Anyway, thank you so much to everyone who's listening uh, to all the 99 episodes. I still don't know what we're going to do for episode 100. We should really do something, but um, maybe mm. we'll have a guest on. Um, Special um, guest. Finally. Again, I need <laughs> to I need to get my acting gear and actually get a guest on. I've just been a bit slack. and Not, not slack. I've been actually crazy busy um, just with editing videos and filming videos and organizing things to come and... Um, uh, 
Actually, I had a lovely chat. Should give a shout out as well. I had an, a lovely chat with Tim um, from Lovell Lovell Audio. Oh, yeah. Is that what it's called? Um, I just want to get the name right. Is it? Uh, where is he? It's either Lovell Audio or Lovell Music. Anyway, he's a, uh, a, a believe in Melbourne, and he um, makes guitar pedals and amps and uh, all that sort of stuff. And I think we might be seeing some of his stuff coming up here um, to be on the video. So yeah, I had, had, had a lengthy chat with him and he seems like a nice dude. Um, and yeah, and uh, I mean, I mentioned it before, but uh, if there's any, especially Australian builders out there who are interested in having, um, you know, the amps, um, for us to use their amps or, you know, the pedal makers or guitar makers, anything like that, any, any music related stuff, really makers uh, that are sort of small Australian makers, uh, you know, send us a message and we'd love to um, showcase your stuff on our channel So and talk about you on the podcast as well. So please do do that. Um, okay. Uh, so you've been doing studio stuff. I've been um, doing mm. lots of podcast, lots of YouTube stuff. So um, I don't know if you can, Alex with the magic glasses can see behind me, but there's a bunch of new boxes that have arrived, which I haven't actually Sweet. even opened yet, but um, I will do an, and a first impressions video of it all. So we've got a bunch of Dan Electro stuff. Um, we got the, hang on, what are they called? Well, we've got one of the things what I was really excited about. We got the Backtalk, the new version of the Backtalk, um, which is the reverse delay. I've got one of the old ones uh, and I really, really like it. It's probably my favorite reverse delay. Um, uh, and it'll be interesting to A, beat them and see um, how different they are. So there'll be a video of that coming up. We also got the 3699 fuzz, which I believe, okay, and now correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the guy who makes Dan Electra pedals, or the guy I think who has the the name Dan Electra now, mm-hmm. is the same guy who did the Foxtone fuzz. That sort of, it looks like it's got felt on it, I think, like a purple yeah, sort yeah. of felt uh, I think it's called the Tone Machine, maybe? Fuzz, the Fox Tone with two X's, Fox Tone Machine, Tone Machine. Anyway, which is like a um, quite a highly sought after fuzz. Now, I believe the guy who did that, who originally did that in the 70s, maybe? 60s, 70s, whenever that came out, 70s, maybe? He's the guy who makes all the Dan Electro pedals. Um, and I believe that... Um, 3699 fuzz is that fuzz his sort of ver- new version of it which is also funny now because it's i think it's already on its way to us um the awesome people at warm audio have just released uh a couple of pedals one of them is the fox tone machine as a reissue in a orange felt case and the other one is a i think it's a, an old boss jet phaser or something like that like another bigger enclosure but they make it made them look like the original ones in the bigger enclosures so that's on its way to us too so i think we're going to have the two fuzz tones um the the one the dan electra fuzz fox tone i mean fox tone fuzz machine or whatever it's called and the actual the warm audio one as well so and i might talk to i might um give our buddy tim at um mojo stomp boxes a call because maybe if he he's a pedal collector, maybe he's got one of the original Foxtone ones, the 
be interesting to do a shootout between the three of them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I've never tried any of them, so. No, I mean either. I, I, I always I always wanted, I think, is it called Foxtone? Hang on, I just double check. I'm pretty sure they're called Foxtone. Um, yeah, it's the Foxtone Tone Machine. Is the um, the it, it's sort of a purple, fuzzy looking enclosure, um, and I think he made uh, a whole bunch of pedals. Like he made like a wah style, style one and a few different pedals, and they all have that sort of purple, fuzzy enclosure, which looks really really cool. Uh, mm. And warm audio. Hang on, what is it called? Let's quickly have a look at that as well. Warm audio. Um, just released a version of that, which is on its way to us, which is called the Foxy Tone Box, which looks the same, but it has a um, an orange fuzzy enclosure. Uh, and the WA1, the WAJP Jet Phaser guitar pedal, which possibly is based on an old boss, like one of the old boss enclosures, like... Um, Kind of like the um, CE1, I think. That's what it originally mm. came from, I think. So they're on their way to us. and Oh, and they're sending us... Uh, so this is a, the Australian distributor. Uh, we're also getting the Sono, um, Audience Sono, which is that guitar interface with the built-in two-note stuff to do a, a couple of videos with. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, it would be interesting too. I, I, I love these old quirky fuzzes. Um, and I said to actually the guys from... That Studio Connection, Paul at Studio Connections. Hi, Paul, if you're listening by any chance, who are the Australian distributors for Warm Audio. I told him that I don't think he'll get that fuzzy Fox Tone machine back. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize, but I will keep it. Because, um, uh, yeah, even just for the looks, it looks really, really cool. Oh, and then lastly, we got the Roebuck. I think it's a, I think it's a fuzz too, uh, down electro. So I haven't, haven't gotten them out of the box yet because I've been – just stupidly busy with editing stuff. And, um, oh, and the other thing we got uh, is also the MXR slash Paul Cochran Timmy. So the mini oh, Timmy, I which. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever tried an actual Tim or Timmy? I don't know if I have, actually. I almost, um, bought, um, almost bought Hacks the other day. Yeah, I, I was a bit late on that. I would have bought it off him because um, that. I really would like to try an old Timmy. So the only sort of experience I have with that is uh, a friend of the show, Eric um, from Living Room Gear Demos. He sort of always says that's his favorite. The Timmy is his favorite ever overdrive pedal. But then I used to, I, I talked about it a few times, that tour I did many, many years ago now. I think about nine years ago. I keep getting um, the Facebook memories and it's nine years ago, that tour that I was involved with where I was the opening act for Leo Sayer or I was a guitarist for the opening act of Leo Sayer, uh, like a national tour in Australia. And the guitarist in Leo Sayer's band, uh, Paul Burton, who actually I would love to have him on the show. He's such a cool dude, an amazing guy and, and literally I think one of the best live guitar sounds I've ever heard that guy has just super tasty player and amazing um, sound. Anyway, mm -hmm. he he was he's a pedal nerd, which that's why I think it would be fantastic to have him on the show one time. I've been talking about that for ages now, but anyway, um, he kept switching pedals around. But for a little while, his drive was a Tim, like the actual Tim, not the Timmy, the bigger one, the Tim. And yeah, yeah. his tone was fantastic. Um, so that's sort of the only experience I have with those really. Um, 
but I've never. I think I've played it. You know, I've played his guitar through his rig and stuff on stage there before, but um, during that show. But I mean, that was I didn't fiddle with it. It was just his settings, and I played it. Mm. Um, but yeah. Cool sounding pedals and very interested to, to hear it. Maybe I'd love to get an actual Timmy to compare it with as well. Okay. Keep an eye out. We should talk to actually we should yeah. talk to Jack because he's got the Vemoran Gen Ray. Is it a Gen Ray? Because yeah. a lot of people say that's pretty much a straight clone of a Timmy. Yep. So it'd be maybe interesting to see if we can do a shootout between them all. Um yeah. but yeah, those things arrived. Um what else? I think I talked about the Zoom G11, which I still I'm trying to work out some patches for it and um, uh, getting everything done. But there'll be a video of that coming up soon. Um, there's those uh, the stuff from Warm Audio is coming our way. Uh, Lovell stuff is probably coming soon. Oh, I'm talking to um, a uh, a guy in Germany uh, who was one of the um, companies that was part of 42 Gear Street Two, um, Dirk Baguli. I don't know how you pronounce the last name, but he makes aluminium necks. And hopefully I'm talking to him about getting an aluminium neck. Um, for uh, So my idea is I've got this Carvin Strat-style guitar that I've been trying to sell for ages. It's a walnut body. It's actually quite a, it's a great looking guitar, um, but I'm just not a Strat guy and I've got another Strat-style guitar I like better. Um but anyway, we we were talking. I think I, <coughs> I probably mentioned it on the podcast before as well. But we uh, we've been talking to the guys at Fishman a fair bit, and um, whenever it'll happen, sooner or later, we're getting a bunch of uh, Fishman Fluence pickups. So we're getting a, a Strat um, pickup set. We're getting the vintage humbucker set, and we get or classic humbuckers, I think they're called, and we're getting the modern humbucker set. And um, the modern humbucker set is going into my Carvin. CT6, which I've used in a lot of videos for that drop tuning guitar. The Strat style pickups are going into your warmth, um, yeah. that sort of dark wooden looking one. And the classic humbuckers are going to go into that Carvin, Kiesel Carvin Strat style guitar, which will become a two humbucker guitar. Uh, and I'm thinking of putting that aluminium neck on that guitar. I think that could be really interesting. So does it have like a Strat style headstock? Or do you Choose or it has well, it's similar sort of to Strat style headstock, but it's kind of hollow in the middle. Like, it's like uh, I don't know if a lot of the aluminium headstocks they don't have a solid headstock because I guess that would add a bit of weight onto it, right? But it's just kind of like the outlines of a headstock. Well, like you know what I mean, Parker Parker type one. Uh, no, so hang on, so oh, uh, like those, um, all they the Floyd Rose guitars. Yeah, a little bit like that, but made out of um, made out of aluminium. So hang on, oh, yeah. uh, if you go to baguleguitars.com, so b a g u l e y baguli guitars dot com, okay. all one word, uh, you can see them. Hang Was on, I'll show you. B a g u l e y. Yeah, I can oh, yeah. share the screen with you if you want. It's good. I got my own screen. You got your own screen. Okay, then you can sort of see what it looks like. So it looks almost a bit like a. Maybe almost like a Novo guitars or um, Fano guitars, that sort of look. Yeah, sure. Maybe kind of scooped, a, almost away a underneath. bit, almost. Yeah, so it's got that kind of almost a, maybe a little bit. Um, um, what's it called? Um, Sir, like Sir guitars, 
Well, mm. yeah, Surgitar Starcaster-ish, something like that. Um, yeah, they look really cool. And so I'm talking to him. The only thing we may have a problem with that um, carbon is that the neck pocket may not fit. But if it doesn't fit, because he also just started, he is making aluminium pickguards for Jazzmasters. He's a big offset guy. So I may talk to our buddy David at Vander Guitars, may get him to make me a Jazzmaster body and make a completely separate build, which is a Jazzmaster, which I would put two humbuckers in. Maybe even yeah. the two the two um, uh, 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 Fishman humbuckers to make, make a humbucker guitar and then get a, um, an aluminium neck with that. I think that could be really cool. So, so you're not gonna not gonna use the carbon at all then. <laughs> well, maybe if if the neck would fit on the carbon, I will. Sure. So that's uh, gonna... if the neck doesn't fit on the carbon, I send him all the measurements. He hasn't hasn't gotten back to me yet, but I send him all the measurements. Um, but the thing is, I mean, you can't alter the aluminium neck shape. Yeah. So unl- I mean, I'd I'd be happy to. Um, take it to a, the body to a friend to router out bits if it needs to be routed. But we'll see, you know, if it fits, it'll be great. But if not, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm almost thinking because um, David at Vander Guitars, who we just had that Vander Ostel, um, he makes bodies. Um, so you can just buy a body of him. And he just made, actually, he just made, did you see that? Um, if you checked Vander Guitars Instagram, he just made a guitar, uh, uh, um, dual humbucker, Jazzmaster for Mark at Kink Pedals. Oh, is it a black one? The black one, yeah, yeah. It looks yeah, really cool. That, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm almost thinking it would be kind of interesting maybe, um, maybe, well, if the neck pocket doesn't fit, because I'm really keen on getting uh, <laughs> an aluminium neck now. I've sort of set my, my heart set on an aluminium neck. Maybe if the neck pocket isn't right for the, for the carving, I may just stupidly do a whole new build but i'm thinking of like a (laughs) making a making a more chugga chugga um uh jazz master right but i do i I do also have a spare mastery trem floating around at the moment which was because i got that descendant vibrato which is at the moment in my blue um jazz master used for all the demos um, and there's going to be a video of that coming out soon. And that was then going to go into the baritone, but maybe I'll hold off on that for now and uh. use that spare spare um, mastery trim for that jazz master that I may be building with the aluminium neck. Anyway, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Wow, what can I say? It's going to be a Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I reckon it'd be cool. And then, and then you know, have a uh, and then put those um, fluence pickups in it. Instead of yeah, into yeah. the into the strat, oh cool, and then do something else with the strat some other time. The, yeah. I mean the carbon strat style guitar. That's um, that's quite a project. Yeah, it could be. So it all depends on if that neck fits into the neck pocket or not. But um, we'll find out. But yeah, anyway, uh, aluminium neck. Uh, uh, you hear a lot of people talk about aluminium necks and saying how cool they are and how uh, interesting the sound is and um. Have you tr- tried one? Before? I would like to. Never tried one before. No, uh, I've hmm. played guitar with graphite necks, but not aluminium necks. Um, hmm. So yeah, it'd be interesting anyway, and and just for something completely different. 
you know, because um, I was sort of thinking, oh, what you, I've kind of got a bit of an itch for another build, you know, because I've got my red Jazzmaster, which was a build. I've got the blue Jazzmaster, which was a build. Uh, and I'm kind of mm. itching maybe for another build. And um, the, the yeah, carving... Yeah, I was thinking about a... Um, sorry? I was thinking about doing a build for it with War Moth parts for a baritone. Ah, baritones are cool. Yeah. I like baritones. I think and that's another build, thing I need to get into my life. Like a, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I love to do a MJT Relict P-Base. Ah. I've got a real hankering lately for a short-scale bass. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Like, a, like, like a an small, old 60s. Yeah, like an old... Beaten up Student Japanese, model. made in Japan, like a Taisko or, um, or so, you know, something like that, like an old beaten up 60s short Flaky. scale bass, and then put flat yeah. wounds on it. Um, I think, yeah, cool. I, I, yeah, I think that would be cool for recording and stuff. Um, actually, it'd be interesting to know. I wonder if Baguli Guitars, if he makes uh, longer scale baritone aluminium necks. Ooh. Imagine, mm. oh, that, imagine that, like a, a Jazzmaster body with a mastery yeah. on it with the aluminium in a baritone. Oh, yeah. see, now I'm, now, I'm, now I'm getting ideas. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting all excited downstairs? Damn it, damn it, damn it. Yes, yes, with the goats and the cows that can't go upstairs. The goats are um, downstairs. <laughs> so that's that anyway. Um yeah. yeah. So well, speaking I think of that's... guitar, guitar oh, uh, oh, Yeah, okay, go. Um, been really checking out those Jennings guitars. and They look good, don't they? Kind of like, you know, knew of them for a while but never actually looked into it. And they look tidy because um, I came across, I can't remember who it was, a smaller channel maybe from the UK did a demo on, on one of them. Um, Dip Switch demos? I might have been him. Jackson from Deep Switch Demos? Possibly. Can't remember now. Um, and then it's, yeah, it sort of got me on that, ooh, let's check out the website and let's check out the pricing. And yeah, they look really cool. Yeah, uh, well, the, the one I've seen sort of more regularly is that black telly that um, Stefan has from Pedal Zone. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. Um, that looks really cool. I mean, that's, that's sort of a matte black, I think, from memory that, that he's got. Um, um, and I think maybe the Ryan from 60 Cycle Home has one too. But um, they they oh. look really cool. Uh, it's They're one of those brands, mm. like those guys, Kawa Guitars, that's another brand that's sort of one of those smaller brands that I'd love to, um, yeah. you know, check some of their stuff out. But the problem is, you know, we're a bit, a bit far away from, from America for all that sort of stuff. So... Um, I just had a thought for your bass idea. Yeah. What about one of the like um, music ma- is it music master basses like a little Fender? The Fender ones. Thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking about that as well. Um, you can still get Do- the old, even vintage Mustang and music master basses quite cheap. Yeah. So I was thinking okay. maybe something like that. But I, I kind of like the idea of like a. Um, I think I showed you a picture of one that was an eBay. Um, maybe mm. eBay. Yeah, maybe on eBay. And it was an old, um, I think it was an old, some, I don't know, some old Japanese brand that's associated with, what's that brand? Ah, uh, not, it sounds like it's not Psycho, something like that. 
um, with an S, uh, and it's I think comes out of the same factory that it's like Ibanez. It's a, 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 a secondary brand of Ibanez. Anyway, it was a like a hollow body short scale bass mm. um, with yeah. those with those like really um, kind of those kind of like Tysco guitar um, pickups on it and stuff. I just I like I really like something. I love that old vintage stuff. I'd love something like that. But yeah, like a Fender, like a Music Master or a, well, or a Mustang bass. Have they done any in the, like the new um, uh, new series? Like I haven't even looked at basses, but like the um, uh, Vintage Vibe and the other whatever the Fender ones are. I uh, think possibly, yeah, um, the Squire stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, possibly. Hang on, let's check it out. Squire. What's the um, guitars? Is it? What's the Fender one too? Well, they did. Um, d- 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 yeah. Well, hang on. Let, let me have a look. I mean, the Squire stuff. I'd love to. I'd love to check out some more of the Squire stuff. Actually, the other thing I'm mm. sort of a bit hankering for. While we're talking about hankering for things, is a a, a base six. Is it? The, is it and either Billy, going to Squire kind Eil- of Eil- vintage Eil- Eil- base six thing. Is it the Billy Eilish ukulele? Or the Billy Eilish ukulele? Of course. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Yes. <laughs> Who wouldn't uh, want that? But no, like a base six or uh, Eastwood is doing. Uh, mm. It's got that. I remember Shodan, It's got that kind of hole in the yeah. body, which looks really cool, like almost like a handle. Um, so I'm I'm kind of hankering for something like that. I think I need more um, um, lower notes yeah. in my life, like um, oh yeah, like uh, um, hang on, where are we? Why why am I on Fender now? All of a sudden, I don't want to be the. I want to go to. Squire, go back to Squire, you stupid thing. Squire, stupid thing. Electric basses. No, just go straight to our oh, Squire. Here we go. Can we look at Squire, please? Yeah. Um, Affinity series Bronco bass. You know that that's, that looks kind of cool. Um, load more. Um, yeah, just something. But I, I kind of like the idea of something that's actually old and beaten up. Yeah, they, I don't think they'd really do. They do the Bronco bass, but that's not kind of my, that's not really my thing. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so um, something like that, I'm, I'm kind of hankering. Or bass, a bass six. Um, I, think I, lost um, you there. I watched uh, uh, again. Also, friend of the show, um, Mike Adams, who's um, uh, oh, and Alex has gone there for a second and back. Mike Adams of Push, Pushin, Pushin. I don't know how to pronounce it. Who is hopefully going to be a guest on the show? eventually as well um he just did a bunch of videos on his instagram and i think possibly on youtube as well on uh, fixing up his base six and it sounds really, i love that sound I, I think i need one um yeah it's pretty cool hey yeah 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 and that eastwood one yeah. looks really cool so maybe we can talk to our buddy michael at eastwood and maybe we can sort out something with him again oh, and sorry vintera was the thing i was looking for they do oh, but that's getting must- expensive the, the Fender Vintero series that's starting to get yeah. a bit expensive. I want to spend really? like 300 bucks oh, right. <laughs> on, on an old beaten up thing. I want it for nothing. No, but you know what I mean. Some old beaten up thing that barely works, but I love that sort of stuff. That's sort of my kind of thing. Um, right. So something anyway, that's, that's, that's hankerings we've got. So this is the hankerings episode. Um, oh, oh yeah. A, um, which, a road, road worn Mustang. That looks cool. Oh yeah, well there you go. But that's that's Fender, isn't one. it? 
Yeah, that's yeah. so we're looking with that you're looking at fifteen hundred, seventeen hundred dollars. Or two thousand. Or two thousand dollars. Well there you go. Yeah, well, no thank you. Um too much. Not for mm-hmm. a bass. For a guitar maybe, but not for a bass. Um we should also talk about our recording series that we've been doing, Alex. Sure. So during the month of September, um, the good folks at DistroKid uh, are sort of sponsoring a series of videos we're doing on recording, home recording. And we've done the first two videos now. Uh, well, the, actually, well, we've recorded the first two videos. To Actually, the uh, part two comes out the same time as this podcast. So... Um, Oh on Saturday, Saturday morning, if you're in Australia, Friday, anywhere else in the world. Um, so we did part one, which was on um, mic placement, and part two, which is out now as well as you're listening to this, uh, on IRs. So Alex, uh, mic placement, and especially that home microphone, um, what are your mm. thoughts on it? Have you, have you had a chance to play around with it a bit more since? Or? Um, I only had one session I used it on before I started closed the studio for a few weeks to reno yeah. but i used it on acoustic guitar actually okay with in combination with a small diaphragm condenser yeah and um yeah it's pretty cool it's super dark as you kind of expect a ribbon to be yeah um yeah it's pretty cool um pretty vibey It'd be fun to try it on drums and horns and other things too well that's um, something we can we can do coming up yeah i think we might do a full a full experiment video with that mic because it's pretty cool and okay. um it's all handmade in australia and he was definitely good enough good enough to help uh hook us up yeah so, nelson. um nelson at sorry? home microphones Nel- his name is nelson at home microphones yes so h-o-h-m home microphones mm. um i think yeah, we mentioned I- this last one where they're all kind of an- anodized aluminium uh housing so you can like etch it and then do um Anodized some colors into it, and so we got a bright orange one, which is cool. Yeah, which did you see? Um, Andrew Mostronics, Andrew, oh, yeah, commented saying, Oh, that's a nice color. And I said, Yeah, it's your yeah. color, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's Melbourne orange, Melbourne orange, yes. Um, um, yeah, I really liked the, I thought it sounded really, really good. The home mic, um, and maybe mm. that's something we should down the track, um. For our demos as well, we should do the the two mic setup for the cabinet. You know, do the home mic and enter Lewitt MTV four forty. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Because I think that would be really. But yeah, we should do a video on Ooh. it uh, and try it on drums and and saxophone. Mm. We, I mean, we know a good sax player who's always keen to come in and do that sort of stuff. And um, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty keen to do a. Um, we've been meaning to do it for a while, but with that, you know, the um, the Zorg um, blow. Um, do another video um, with vocals and effects. Um, mm. I think that would be really cool. And I, I don't know if one's coming our way or not, but um, uh, there's that new Zorg uh, Blow, what is it called? Blow Plus or Blow Extreme or something like that. There's like a, a new version of it, which we I don't know if we're going to get a, one of them or not. But anyway, we were talking about that anyway. But um, yeah, so that. There'll be some videos on the um, on the microphone and on a few different things. And with the IR thing, so how did you go with that, Alex? Yeah, they're cool. Because like, you haven't really played around me, with that with that um, with the Torpedo Live much at all. Uh, once or twice, but not a lot. No. 
not as much as you have, obviously. Um, but for me, that kind of stuff, it's it's just another tool, and it's going to be for me. It's kind of it's when you want a different sound to the cab you already have. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, like um, if you want a uh, tiny little single eight cabinet in a concrete basement, then that's how you get it. Yeah, without yeah. going to find a concrete basement without murderers in it, and the um it's, yeah it's almost like like for me amp modeling it's just another tool i don't think it's going to replace amps and amps aren't going to replace modeling blah 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 but if you have say in my studio i have what three heads in here and they're quite specific sounds but i don't have a marshall thing and i don't have like a tweed thing and i don't have oh that one's kind of voxy i guess but there's a couple of flavors i don't have pv so rage had, thing Yes, like a Scoopy, <laughs> a, a um, Mesa Boogie thing. Yeah. The uh, this if I had a Kemper, I wouldn't replace my amps with a Kemper. I'd use it for the tones I don't have to supplement. Yeah, yeah. So, so to me, the the two notes is kind of along the similar lines, just because of how I set up my studio with the ISA cab, and it's always patched in. Um, and I stole that fair and square off Tim Pierce. So um, if you haven't. <laughs> Seen it? Go check out his Tim Pierce's uh, studio setup tour videos. Yeah, because they're super cool. And um, so, yeah, for me, I think it's I'm probably a little bit different because I have an actual kind of two room studio. Yeah, and um, a lot of people don't. So the way I'd use it would would be to supplement sounds that I don't have from an actual speaker. Well, and you don't have. Um well, I mean, okay. Well, I mean, you're you're in a different scenario because you have a studio and you have the space for, you know, yeah. having a separate room where you put the cabinet in and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, with you as well, the thing is, you don't really have the possibility at the moment to have to run, for example, stereo, like two guitar amps at once, or do you? Oh, because you got the ISO cab. Yeah, I've got. I can do two. Yeah, um, I haven't set it up yet, but. But I mean, to me, the two notes thing, like you know, why I first got into it really, more than anything else, is because I, before I set up this studio here that I have here, I my studio was a bedroom in my house, and I have kids, mm. and I can't, you know, when especially when they were little, when they were sleeping, you can't make noise because you don't want to wake him up. So, the to me, one of the big things, and I think what one of the big things generally about this whole. Um, IR and cab load, uh, um, um, uh, uh, not cab loader, um, um, load box, IR and load boxes thing is, is that you have the capability of recording completely silently without having um, to mic up a cabinet to try and find the right space where to put the microphone and then, you know, crank your amp and all that sort of stuff. And it's, it's, it's a way of recording getting a really good quality sound uh but silently as well and super consistent i mean that's the thing it's every single time i turn my amp and the two notes thing on in my studio it's exactly the same sound because it's just set that way and i know exactly what it sounds like and what it will do and you have a couple of different cabinets i mean there's thousands of cabinets you can you can go through if you want but i mean what's the point in that i have maybe three different cabinets and I know, okay, I'm going to use this one or this combination of cabinets for a cleaner sound. Or if I want something chugga chugga, I use this cabinet, and, you know. 
Um, So for me, that's that's sort of the big thing with that stuff. It's the fact that you can do it silently if you don't have the luxury of having a studio uh, or having an isocab. But even with an isocab, if you have kids, that's still probably too loud. Um, um, If your bedroom is right next door to the bedroom where the kids are. Yeah. Does on your your rack one, your two notes, you know how you can run a speaker out through it? It's not just a... um, just a load box. Yep. Can you attenuate that speaker? No, out? not on okay. that. No, you can on the captor. Um, yeah, so the, sure. the the normal captor, the little captor that I've got, um, has a I think it's minus twenty dB. Mm-hmm. So it has a separate output, uh, and then a new captor X, which hopefully we're meant to be getting it, but I don't know when and how. But at one stage, that actually has a um, a stepped switch in the back where you can attenuate between. I don't know, five, four, five different different volumes. Because that's actually one of the things I really want to do in the studio now. Um, and that's leading me back to the, um, Tim, Tim Lovell that I was talking to. He makes a passive uh, attenuator. Okay. And I don't know if you've, if you've seen it, Alex, but I actually put that, you can just see it behind there. I put mm. the, the 1x12 cabinet that's the same as yours, the one you made, I actually put it there. It was always under my desk, but uh, it was my footrest for ages. But uh, it's now sitting back there, <laughs> and I've actually got it uh, got it hooked up. So there's a, a, a cable running to it from the Mostronics amp switcher. Uh, cool. So I can actually have um, a, a live guitar sound in here. And I'm going to talk to our good friends at Lewitt and see if they want to send me another microphone to have that permanently mic'd up as well, um, mm. to also have a live, like an actual not, not IR, but an actual sound in here. But the problem is um, when I plugged it in, all my amps that are running through it at the settings they're at that I like them at, it's mm-hmm. stupidly loud. It's like gig gig volume. <laughs> so yep. I, I'm going to see if I can get an attenuator to just drop the volume down a little bit, especially the angle. I mean, that thing is freaking ridiculously loud. Can you um, put it in the back room? Stick it in the room behind you. Shut the door. Ah, oh, but the back room. There's not really any space in there because that's full of there. That's full of stuff, and things would rattle, and and it's not really right. No, no, no. I'm thinking of an attenuator. What I'm actually thinking of doing is this is another thing that I'm I'm in the in the dreaming of pipeline. Uh, yeah. It's talking to our buddies at Engel, um, and maybe I might see if I can get one of their vertical two by twelve cabinets off them. Mm. Because you can run them in stereo, meaning so I guess meaning you can have uh, or not I guess so you can uh, actually you can you could have two amps plugged into it, each amp using a, spe- a separate speaker. Um, so the idea is that because that I I I, <coughs> I pretty much run in stereo here in the in my studio just because I can, or well, not necessarily in stereo, but I always have two amps on. So I'm thinking of. Um, uh, because of with, with all the switching stuff I've got there, so you can run one one amp into one speaker, the other amp into the other speaker, and actually run the same cabinet with two different heads. So I still have that stereo thing. Anyway, just think it out loud. I'm thinking of doing okay. a like, yeah, but have it fully attenuated so I can turn the volume down. Yep. To as low as I want to. Nice. This is another one of those. This is this the, the, today's episode is all about things I would like to mm-hmm. do if I had lots of money, but maybe we'll see. If I can do it. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that would be fun. And, uh, it, it was actually quite nice too, because some of these amps, like the, the Fender, I've never played it through an actual speaker. Very good. And same with the um, the Rev. Yeah, I've never had the Rev in running into an actual speaker since I bought it. It's always gone direct. Oh. So it was it was interesting. And same actually, and same with the Marshall. Um, it's just, yeah, just not right. I think almost all of my heads, all the heads, I don't think I've ever run them into a speaker really. So um, um, it's interesting now to do that. Break the speaker virginity. Yes, exactly. So, and now with the with the M switcher, I have the possibility of of just flicking the switch, and it goes from the instead of going to the two notes, it goes to the to the um, speaker. So, and it's yeah, kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Sweet. So yeah, so and I'm thinking of talking to the Lewitt guys and seeing if they want to, if I can get a couple of more microphones off them, and then kind of do what Henning does because Henning has at his studio he has um um he has he basically everything he in in the room the stuff he hears when he plays guitar comes out of an actual speaker yep. but then he always mixes it with uh, um well he uses the um the UAD um what's it called the Oxbox um and um but he monitors it basically always through his um through that tone uh, king amp that's there and i'm thinking of doing mm. a similar sort of thing so you can have i can have surround sound so i used the uh, the speakers in the in, in front of me that the monitor speakers have the two note stuff and behind me i would have the um wow uh, the sounds real cabinet compli- sounds like it's getting complicated no not really just 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 kind of fun sure <laughs> we, we could do a proper um stereo wet dry wet rig that way yeah no but yeah well anyway um because you got some um those cool old vintage um, effects units. Racks. Yeah. 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 They're all stereo. So, um, yeah. yeah stereo. Well, we'll see. I mean, this is, this is again, just dreaming. But That's, prob- um, that's probably a good, re- good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. Even though, I mean, 99.9% of the time when I plug any guitars into here, all it is for is either checking out new pedals that were sent to us or doing a video. Uh, I mm-hmm. barely have time to do anything else. So. But you know, just just it'd be interesting just for me as well, just in here to have um, an actual yeah, guitar cool. amp speaker, yep. not just a emulated thing, just to hear mm. the difference and see what it sounds like. And mm. and I mean, that's the thing we have the luxury now with the amp switcher, which you have as well. I could have, you know, if I you know use that one by twelve here that that you made, which is the same as yours with a, with a greenback in it, and then maybe see if I can get um, one of those. Two by twelve angle cabs with vintage thirties in it, and then you can flick between it and hear the difference. And I think it would be mm. fun; would be interesting. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to make maybe build another ISO cab, something like a ten inch or an eight inch or something. Ah, right, 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 right. Yeah. So keep an eye out for something cool speaker wise. Sure. Especially for like, <laughs> I um, I love that like, the um UAD. I forgot what it's called, the little Tweed Champ uh, emulation. Okay. I thought that was pretty cool. And so having that kind of speaker and then maybe I've been talking to our friend Jack about we both said, we, yeah, we've both said we really want to get one of Aaron's amps from Sleepwalk Amps. Yeah. Eventually. Because we're both like 
talk it up and recommend it to other people and we're like yeah we don't have one ourselves so so maybe i could get him to make me a little champ type amp champ amp ah. champ amp, champ amp. Yeah. but you should for the studio would be much much um smarter almost to get him to make you a, a like a, a head with yeah, it so you could I'd have do. the iso box separate box yeah that's what i do yeah a champ yeah. amp head champ amp head Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be something different. Mm. Yeah, something you know. And I'm sure he'd make he'd do a good job. Well, I mean, we should we should talk to him anyway because I mean it'd be good to get um, one of his amps because I mean he's a local dude who makes really nice amps. They are pretty good and they're affordable too. They're not stupidly priced. Yeah, they are really affordable. And man, that if you go and check out, we did a podcast with him ages ago. Um, um, Aaron. Giffen, sorry, couldn't think of his last name, Sleep, of Sleepwalk Amps. Uh, and there was a podcast, uh, the video part to the podcast as well. And um, I remember he had an, uh, an amp head there that had a, it was in this sort of blue, dark blue, um, velvety. Like suede. Suede-y sort of thing. Yeah. Was Man, it purple it or good. blue? It was, a purple was it the dark blue or a purple? I don't remember. I don't know. It was either there dark was blue purple. or purple. Yeah. Was it purple? <laughs> Either way. With a like a like a silver, there was a purple one, but I'm not sure if it was in that time. That time, yeah, I don't know. There was there was yeah, yeah one or the other, but it looked really really cool, and they sound yeah. great too. So we should yeah we should talk to him and because mm. you know we could use it in demos all the time as well and and promote it. So yeah, yeah. and they are really Wars good amps. He, he does yeah. make really good amps. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's that's. Yeah, today's episode is about um, things we want. <laughs> just uh, daydreaming about stuff. Because we're almost at an hour already. We're at just a, wow. you know just over fifty minutes. So, um, oh, one thing I should we should quickly talk about just because it's it's kind of cool and um, it's coming out soon. So, um, Guitar Rig Six is coming out soon um, oh, yeah. by Native Instruments, and um, both Alex and I and we had friend of the show who we talk about a lot actually and who I'm still waiting for him to come on the podcast and one day I'll just go and kidnap him so he comes on a podcast. We should go uh, to him. Go to we should school go, after hours. We should go to him and do it there. Um but yeah. uh Ben Ben McGregor, the last shred eye, um he um where was I going with that? Oh guitar, he he, he used rig. it as well. Guitar rig five. Yeah. I actually checked it out. So Guitar Rig Five it- came out in two thousand sixteen. No, was it four we had, I think? Oh, was it four? Yeah. Oh, yeah, four. That came out even earlier. When did that? So, because we oh, were was using like it. T- 10 years ago. Or maybe 10 years ago. Um, we yeah. were using that with, because um, you used it for gigs. Ben used it for gigs. I used it yep. for a couple of gigs, but mostly for recording. Um, with the rig controller and the mm. laptop. And, I mean, that was really cool. That was, at the time, that was like groundbreaking stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I even had a patch set up for acoustic guitar with like a nice compressor and a reverb and something else. So. Yeah, because you, yeah, you used it a fair bit, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, probably for about a year or so, a year or two. Oh, yeah, yeah, all my live yeah. sounds. Yeah. I did a couple of couple of gigs with it, and and um, but mostly for recording. But yeah, I, I mean, it was completely groundbreaking stuff. But then. It was sort of almost a little bit left behind uh, with a lot of other technology that came that's new. 
But now um, Native Instruments has, have announced uh, Guitar Rig 6. And uh, actually, big thank you to uh, fellow YouTuber Max Solo. He um, he got me in contact with a friend of his that works at Native Instruments. Native Instruments is a German company. And Max Solo lives in Berlin. And he knows, knew some people there. And, and so he gave me a contact there. And uh, we're going to get a copy of Guitar Rig 6, which comes out on the 1st of October. And it'd be very interesting to see um, what they've done with it and how they've... Because, um, uh, I mean, the thing is, technology's come a long way since Guitar Rig 4 and 5. And, oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, I have to say, in all honesty, if you listen to the track that I released through DistroKid that's on Spotify, there's a link in the description below. If you listen to that track, the right at the end of it, that song, there's... Uh, some little bit sort of heavier guitar that's sort of sitting quite low in a mix, but in the background of of um, of the of the track. And the thing I found that sounded the best and I used for the track was the Rammstein amp in Guitar Rig Five. <laughs> so I'm still so using did you, it. Did you get five? Yeah, I got five. Well, I've got. Um, I never end up upgrading to five. I've got. Um, um, uh, complete ultimate 11 so i got right. the not the last year complete 12 but the year before that i bought the ultimate complete pack because i use it a fair bit uh, mm. and complete so it's a native instrument it's the, the total package and ultimate is like the one with everything in it um and um actually the awesome people at native instruments were kind enough so i'm actually getting um oh and this just fell my Pop filter just fell. I'm actually getting a complete 13 ultimate from them, which is which is amazing, which is over one terabyte of um, of sound sound libraries, which I don't even really know where to put that. But anyway, uh, I have to get a new external hard drive for that. But um, uh, yeah, so it came with. Um, I thought I originally had Guitaric Five, so I thought that's been out for ages. But it must have been four that I originally used, and then five came with. Um, complete 11 and now they're doing 6 with complete 13 um, uh, so yeah I used that I, I, and I have used that a fair bit especially for sort of heavier sounds I thought mm. I always liked that that the Rammstein um, so they did Native Instruments did a, a, a they kind of modelled the Mesa Boogie amp that one of the dudes in Rammstein uses actually I'm, and I'm quite a f fan of Rammstein anyway and um it's a, so you've got the amp, the Mesa Boogie, I think it's a dual rectifier or whatever it is, uh, and his cabinet and mic setup that he has in his studio. And um, um, it's quite a good heavy guitar sound, and I used it on that track. So even recently, I still use that. That was Maybe now I would have used my angle, but um, um, when I recorded that, which was a couple of years ago now as well, that track, um, I used uh, the, the Rammstein amp. And I think it okay. still holds up sound-wise. The thing that I found newer plugins are better at is the feel. Yeah, sure. Yep. Which will be interesting to see what happens with um, Guitar Rig 6. Because knowing Native Instruments, they're always the, their stuff is really good. Like generally, their, their keyboard yeah. stuff, their, their orchestral stuff, their, even Some a lot of their plugins. Um, yeah. Um, their um, what is it? Super GT compressor or whatever it's called, which is their take on the distressor. Um, oh yeah, is is killer. 
I mean, even I think um, I was talking to Henning about it, and he said he used to have a distressor, and he tried even tried the official UAD distressor plugin, yep. but he still likes the native instrument. That he said that sounds exactly like the rack. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, stuff. Like so their stuff is really, really good. So it'll be interesting to see what Guitar X6 will be like. Yeah, yeah, keen. I'm very, very keen. And yeah, big thank you to the awesome folks at Native Instruments for hooking us up with with that. And um, mm. you're getting Complete 13, and I'm getting Complete 13 Ultimate because I've had Ultimate before. Um, yeah, so yeah, I've, that'll I've be really the, cool. I've had Complete because I've had um, Machine and other packages and stuff like that. Oh, you have had Complete. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. New toys, new guitar toy tones. Yeah, and new other tones. So I think I've been talking about it, meaning to do it for ages to do some more synth stuff. But maybe we should do some more with the native instrument stuff, seeing they're giving us this. And um, mm. I think for like we should do more recording techniques and tips and tricks and stuff, which we would we'll be doing actually. There'll be one of the episodes on this um, recording series we're doing will be on mixing ticks and tips and stuff so maybe we should um do something similar down the track with a lot of the native instrument stuff yeah that'd be fun because pretty much everyone has a little setup at home even if it's a tiny little focus right interface yeah bus powered thing or if you've got a console it's someone's it's a good chance if you're really into music you have some way to record and interest in doing it and you demo and stuff or doing remote tracks for your band or whatever it is. So this world is just getting bigger and bigger and more people involved and more people keen, which is great because it's just another way of, especially, I don't want to use this whole like COVID thing as an excuse, but it kind of is. It is, it is, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's a great way to just keep being productive and creative and not get in your own head if you have to lock down for a month or two. And um and because it's all digital, you can just share it with every your mates and go, hey, check this out. Make some beats for my mad guitar solos. Send it to your drummer friend. Yeah. He does some mad beats in it. Next thing you got a hit and Triple well, J. I think, well, triple, yeah, yeah, Triple J. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's Australian radio station. Um, I think, I really think probably coming next year, there will be a lot of really interesting new music out there. Yeah, because I think just think about it, especially a lot of, and I think it could be in a, to me in, I mean a lot of people are complaining about this COVID thing, and there's you know people talk about, um, 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 you know, uh, uh, what's it called, economy, you know, busting and all that sort of stuff, and a lot of people lose their jobs and all that sort of stuff. Yes, and that's not a good thing, but I think in a lot of ways it is a really good thing because, especially let's say for example a lot of younger kids you know, or younger kids, you know, maybe people in the late teens, early 20s, um, who, you know, maybe now would be, instead of spending their weekends at home playing music, they would be out, you know, going to parties with friends or going to, you know, uh, uh, watch concerts and stuff like that. But because they don't have access to that, that, and if there are people that are maybe a little bit more considerate, they may stay home and they may use their time at home to practice the instrument or learn an instrument or start getting into recording and having a lot more spare time as well maybe on their hands to experiment more with music and doing you know creating something and I mean that's the whole thing 
it's these guys in their late teens, early 20s who are the next generation that's going to bring out, hopefully, get rid of all this utter crap music that's <laughs> in the mainstream right now. And I mean, it's, utter it's crap music. It's pronounced trap. Okay, trap. Yeah, tra- <laughs> it's pronounced dubstep. Uh. <laughs> yeah. but, no, you tell like, and this wouldn't have wouldn't have worked, say, ten, fifteen years ago. No, um, just mm. because of things like Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and sharing. Technology platforms. wasn't the same. Yeah, you could still record, but it was like a lot more uh, costly to get into. Yeah, and not as good quality. So, yeah, particularly the sharing platforms now, you can. Like things like Dropbox, you go. I'm gonna just bounce it out to an MP3 and send it to my mate to play. Yeah. Uh, play ba- bass on or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, I've got a mate from school that's a saxophone player. He might do a horn line. So things like this <clears> are just <throat> making it so accessible, and it's really kind of interesting to view it as almost like a social experiment. Social yeah. sort of, um, I guess, social experiment of of how things are going to pan out from an art scene perspective in the next couple of years whether there's going to be this whole like new wave of stylistic approach yeah well that's what i'm getting at hopefully that and you know maybe you know people experimenting with with production styles experimenting with just completely new styles of music you know something Mm. i really hope that that is the positive coming out of it that you have instead of this totally regurgitated same everything sounds exactly the same crap that you listen to i mean you know i i I try to avoid radio as much as i can but um you know especially when you know i take the kids to school sometimes in the morning they don't particularly want to listen to my music to go i'll put on the radio and we listen to radio and the music is just horrendous Uh, sorry but i I sound like an old gramophone off granddad yeah i sound like an old granddad but no but i mean honestly you you listen to a lot of chart music it's just crap and it's the same thing over and over and over again and just soulless music. So I'm really hoping that this will bring a change, you know, and it'll bring that a whole bunch of people who have all this spare time now or more spare time now, maybe they use that spare time to to learn how to record, to learn their instrument, to to put together, to really write music that's actually interesting, you know. Um I think that we could see some really, really, but I mean, it takes a little bit of time. So that's why I mean, next year, we could yeah. see maybe in 2021, we could see some really interesting new things happening um, that sort of change the yeah. direction of music. And it might not just be music. It could be like filmmaking or- Yeah, anything, anything, anything in the arts, arts sector. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, it's the um, 2020 renaissance. Well, hopefully. I mean, it, I think that's the mm, thing. I mean, you, you constantly fashion, you constantly hear about the negatives and I'm sure there are some negatives and I'm sure a lot of people, there are some people that are really struggling because they lost, the, you know, and especially, I mean, more than anyone else, it's the arts and culture, you know, world that literally lost everything. And it looks like for quite a long time, there will be, you know, no live concerts, no art exhibitions, yeah. no theater, you know, all that stuff. But I think what will happen is it'll bring out these people that find new ways of doing it, you know, through mm. online platforms. Um, and hopefully, I'm really hoping, and not just from, uh, you know, young kids and p- unknown people, but I'm also hoping that a lot of um, uh, acts, a lot of bands, a lot of performers, a lot of songwriters 
that that would be spending this year touring the whole year they don't have anything to do so i'm hoping there could be a lot of new output coming from a lot of these people um but maybe output that's more interesting because they're not as rushed because you know even mainstream artists uh quite often you know they're doing a world tour on for the new album then they come back home take i don't know a couple of months off to recuperate from the world tour and then the record label is on a case going, okay, you really need to release a new album now. Um, so they go and, you know, they're maybe more rushed in releasing a new album. Whereas now they've had, they've had almost a year off, you know, and the way it looks probably have a couple of years off before they really can go back into touring. So maybe it gives them an opportunity to actually spend more time doing things that are different and new and actually creating really interesting music, art, you know, um, uh, movies, uh, anything, you know, uh, anything in the sort of arts and culture field. So hopefully that's what I'm getting at is that next year we'll see a lot of really interesting new stuff coming out. Very cool. Yeah. Ho- hopefully. Hopefully. That's just my, Very that's nice. just my, um, my hopes here. And that'll, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll get rid of this kind of crappy, everything sounds the same, um, world we're in at the moment musically yeah, anyway old man pessimistic views yeah well i'm an I, i'm well you know i'm in my 40s now i'm an old man i'm in, in i'm 42 in a couple yet? of weeks i'm 42 in a couple of weeks so you know i'm, I'm almost past my midlife crisis <laughs> <laughs> you're just having a life crisis i'm just having a, a, a no not a crisis i'm just uh you know i'm, I'm good i'm all good <laughs> I'm good. I'm all good. <laughs> or am I? No. Nice. All right. Okay. Well, on that well, note, I think uh, we actually had a completely different topic to talk about, but we can talk about that next time because we've gone over an hour already. Time. So um, this turned into the um, things we would like to do and things we would like to hear. It's out the uh, super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show. Guys want this dot, 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 dot episode. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah, whether um, it's like for our said, own studios or for the world. Yeah. If um, if you are listening to this all Still, the way through, yeah. um, take a photo of what you're looking at while you're listening to it. Shoot us a photo at the um, email or Facebook or Instagram. There's lots of ways to contact us. And um, yeah, we'll give you a shout out. We'll try and prepare well, next time. There were a few people actually. Hang on, I've got to go back through it. I think they posted comments on the. The last podcast um, post I did on Facebook, I think I was like Hugh Roberts and stuff, because what uh, I want a cookie. Wasn't that last time what we said? Say yes. I want a cookie. Um, hang on. So where is that? Because there were a few people that made it to the special club of listening to it all the way through. Uh, let me have a look. So where special. is the last? The la- oh, it's super special. Uh, no, it wasn't here. Where was it? Or was it on Instagram? Um, so what should they say now if they listen to the whole podcast? Um, uh, oh, okay. So on, on Instagram, it was WPASQ. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce it properly, but but um, WPASQ is a regular commenter saying, can I have a cookie, please? Uh, and I think Hugh Roberts was saying the same thing. And there were a few people that said, can I have a cookie, yeah, please? He, he said it on the um, Gear Chat page. Oh, yeah, check out a Gear Gear chat on uh, Facebook. It's a uh, chat group. So, what was he? 
Hey, Hugh, what were you building? Because he's doing making timber joints, some joinery. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember that now. See, that's that. Uh, my, my brain's not happening anymore. It's been, I'm old and confused. Yeah, too old. Too old the man. past my midlife crisis thing, remember? Um, Matt was making spuds. Oh, yeah, Matt Wakeling. That's right. He was cooking spuds. All good things. Um, yeah. All wasn't right, Frank well, Johnson doing something as well? There was. I'm sure Frank Johnson messaged as well. He's another one that guy that messages a lot. Uh, anyway. Hello to all you people. Okay, and now, okay, so if you made it all the way through this, what about, let's say, um, 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 this is good podcasting. Um, what about Bat- Batman made me do it? Batman made me do it. There you go. That's a good yeah. one. So uh, comment or email us at superfunawesomehappytime <laughs> at gmail.com. So superfunawesomehappytime, all one word, at gmail.com. Or go to our uh, gear chat or our Facebook page or our Instagram and send us a message uh, or comment underneath the picture of this podcast saying, Batman made me do it. Mm. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you see the trailer for the new Batman movie? That's actually Patrick, uh, Patrick uh, Pine. He sent, um, oh, he posted no. that. That looks so Bond, cool. And that has. Bond movie, which is cool. Oh, okay. No, but check yeah. out the trailer for the new Batman movie, which is coming out next okay. year. Um, uh, it looks really, really cool. I'm a, I'm a fan of Batman movies generally, so I, right. I, I like yeah, cool. watching that sort of stuff. I think but, Batman might be the only like superhero ones I like. I'm not. Yeah, I don't same really here. follow the Marvel stuff. Yeah, same here. Okay, um, cool. But they used um, uh, something in the way the Nirvana track, and I don't know who did it. If it was, it sounds a lot like um, um, Hans Zimmer. But yeah. um, the the orchestration for it and the um, the arrangement just insanely good, okay, like cool. like like it makes your hair on your uh, on your on your skin like stand up like like the hair, really hair on my really really good on your back yeah on my butt yeah. um, uh, <laughs> no but like like really 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 well done um, that the track have a listen check it out Sweet. so it's the it's the new Batman okay. movie um, trailer you sent. You sent me that. I'll send you the the Bond movie one. The Bond movie, yeah. and because yeah. I, I think so, they use Kurt Cobain's voice and I think yeah. his guitar playing, but then right. make this massive Hans Zimmer style orchestration around it with some electronic stuff in it too. It's it's so good. It's it's he's, one he's of a the. Mad synth, he's a mad synth guy. Hey? He's a mad guy. Generally, I love. I mean, the stuff he's that he does yeah. is is amazingly good. Hans Zimmer, but um, that particular I don't know if if it was him because it doesn't say who did it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times for trailers, it's not actual songs from the movie, but, you know, there's people that that's what they do for a job is they make movie trailers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or like the move, the music for movie trailers, like uh, Troy McCubbin from Guitar Wank, mm. his day job is he does music for movie trailers. And so that guy, you commented on his video the other day, the guy um, who oh, yes, always yeah, does yeah. Friedman videos. Uh, is it what, whatever his name Harry is. Guitar? Big hair, big, hairy guitar, big whatever his name is. Big hairy guitar. Yeah, um, he he. That's yeah. one of his day jobs. Is he makes the, yep. the music for trailers? So I wonder if it is a, a, a music that's actually part of the the movie. But whoever did it, it's I think it's it's one of the best sort of rearranged songs, like a, a song, like a Nirvana song. Yeah. But man, so eerie and so it's just 
insanely good. Check that out. So that was Patrick um, Pine who sent that. He posted it on his Facebook and I, I, I watched it. Amazingly good. Uh, well done. Anyway, uh, yes, so Batman made me do it. Uh, write that, post it to us, and thank you so much for listening. And uh, next time, episode 100. Holy crap. So I don't know what we're doing for it yet, but it'll, we'll do something. Some shindig. Some box social. We'll do a box social. Wow, you are old. Okay. <laughs> See you soon, eh? Cool. On that note, uh, thank you so much for listening, and bye. See ya. Bye-bye.